This podcast was first broadcast on 92.6 FM Radio Verulam. Go to radioverulam.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Coming up later, a local business hoping to close the sustainable economy loop by reusing some unwanted packaging items. Now, one of the disadvantages of working from home is missing out on the walk to and from the station or the bus or the office and being stuck literally between the same four walls all day. Now, with at least some homeworking looking like it's here to stay, it will benefit us all to try and do things a little bit differently. Well, local woman Lucy Bridgewater emailed Amanda at radioverulam.com with her idea, litter-free lunches, getting us out for a quick litter pick in our working-from-home lunch break to benefit both us and the environment. I spoke to Lucy and I started by asking her what had got her thinking about her litter-free lunch idea. Well, it started during lockdown, actually, as... So I work in PR comms and campaigns and I was doing a a project at work for a client about lunch times and I was completely shocked by the number of people who don't actually take a lunch break and I'm sure many people are sat there now going yes yes that's me and then when people do take a lunch break they're only actually taking 21 minutes so it just felt like there's a real opportunity for people to take back their lunch breaks and do something with them I've worked in an office for you know all of my career so this was an issue way before lockdown but at least before we went into lockdowns, we had what scientists have called this incidental exercise. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's all of this movement that we do that we wouldn't class as exercise per se. So, you know, walking to the train station, walking to work, walking around the office to a meeting or to see a friend on the other side of the office or on another floor, uh, popping out to grab a sandwich at lunchtime for that quick break that you do actually take. So all of this was movement. And then during COVID, all of a sudden, we're sat slumped over either like the kitchen table at the end of our beds on a sofa and then even those of us who do have office space we're we're literally just rolling out of bed and into the chair and then that's it for the day so it was a little bit about exercise but it's it's there's more to it than that it's like looking at the overall health benefits of taking breaks from your desk which we see you know in the media all the time but you know, as well as exercise, it's about resting your eyes away from your screen. It's about cognitively re-energizing as well. It's about inspiring creativity, topping up on some vitamin D when it's actually sunny outside. Think about litter picking. It's very meditative as well, Amanda. You know, you're, you stop that monkey from bouncing around in your brain. You stop replaying that conversation you had earlier. You stop thinking about the future of this meeting I'm going to have this afternoon. It, you know, having that single focus is very calming. Um, so, so there are multiple benefits. And you know what the saying is, Amanda, if you've got a problem, go for a walk. And if you are going for a walk, why not pick up your litter picker? That's, that's the essence of it. Tell us how it works then. It's very easy. You know, you can pick up a litter picker online. But in St Albans, you can actually email waste management services at stalbans.gov 
uk and they will send you a litter picker for free and yeah so people then go out with their litter picker with their bin liner i always advise wearing some gloves because obviously it's litter and it's mucky pop around your street your local area pick up some litter and then i take a picture of it afterwards and uh, pop it onto the facebook group which you can find if you are in facebook and you search for less litter lunch and there's a small community of us on there who are sharing our hauls it's saddening but satisfying when you've been out for half an hour and you've managed to pick up quite a bit of litter and well you wouldn't expect to find much litter here but if you can't see the litter you aren't looking hard enough because it is there it is in the gutter of the roads it's trapped in the hedgerows honestly if you open your eyes and start seeing it there's so much to pick up indeed so you find enough litter built to just go within your area pretty much every day to litter pick do you it's saddening actually amanda the you know you can clean a spot and you're guaranteed to go back down there the next day and there's new there's new litter and as the seasons change as well it uncovers litter you know at the moment it's a really good time to get out there because there's no foliage on the shrubs and the bushes and so you can see what's underneath so you can really get in there (laughs) you can really get in there and have a good old pick this, this does sound very satisfying indeed. I was just going to say, so do you think this is going to work as we come out of lockdown? Yes, because if, you know, if I'm completely honest about why I do this as well, yes, it's nice to take a break from your screen and, you know, refresh the cogs in your eyes at lunchtime. But what really drives me to do this is knowing that I'm removing litter from the natural environment as well, because, you know, litter is such a huge problem in this country. And I I really can't understand why people just can't keep it in their pockets. And of course, it's not just that litter is a sort of a bad thing from the plastic pollution point of view. It doesn't really look very nice. And as far as I understand it, uh, litter encourages more litter. So hopefully by making sure that people don't see litter, they'll be less likely to litter. So it might even start to nip the problem in the bud, mightn't it? When I am picking up litter, you, you do get very, you know, you get some thank yous, you get all well done yous, and it's and it's satisfying. But also, there's a bit of me that hopes that you're also inspiring other people. And I know I've inspired other people to go out because one lady stopped me just last week and she said, you know, I've been thinking about getting a litter picker because I'm just out on my walk and I'm just wandering around aimlessly. And it was exactly Stanley that this is the very point of less litter lunch. You're out and about. You may as well do something that gives you a little bit more purpose. Indeed. I hope that you'll inspire lots of people to follow suit then. Lucy, thank you very much for explaining that no to problem. us. As Lucy said, you can obtain your own free litter picker and more. Veolia and St Albans District Council say they can supply litter pickers, bags and gloves to individuals or local litter pick action groups across the district. They can also arrange collection of the bags from an agreed location. So if you'd like to do this, contact Veolia on waste management services at stalbans.gov.uk. And if you missed Environment Matters back in February when we heard from London Colney-based scout leader Ian Burnett, who, having litter-picked every day in 2020, is encouraging people to join in this year, then you can hear it now by going to the podcast page of radioverulam.com. 
Now, one of the advantages of small local businesses is how they can be so much more responsive and creative when it comes to changing things for the better, turning ideas into action in just a few days and trying things that for a larger company might just not be possible. Juliet Foxwell runs the local veg box delivery Box Local and she's had an idea that she's putting into action around cutting waste and resource use. I spoke to Juliet. Let's start with just a flavour of your business. What were you delivering to your clients in their boxes this week? Well, obviously, I deliver seasonal fruit and vegetables that's grown locally. So we are still very much kind of in the root vegetable section of the year. But we're starting to see some glasshouse cucumbers. And over the next couple of weeks, we'll start to get peppers and things like that in the boxes. So it's quite varied. Yeah, indeed. So tell us about the packaging item that was annoying you. Well, we also deliver uh, meat, uh, locally sourced meat to some customers. But and which has to be cooled and in cooled packaging with ice packs. And at the moment, I have to buy in ice packs, which are shipped to me from a different part of the UK in a huge plastic, a huge box. They're made of plastic, so and 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 a lot of the time they get damaged, so they they can't be reused. But customers do return them to me if they're intact. But I was just getting to the point where I needed to reorder some and thinking I don't want to do this. <laughs> So I put a shout out to see if we could find some out there that could be reused. Okay, so these ice packs, so so how are they made then? Well, the ones that I use are just plain water, just vacuum packed into plastic. Okay, and so what normally happens to them you know, um, when people receive them? Well, they do they do get returned, they can be reused, so they would be returned to me and they would be quarantined uh, or sanitised or, and or sanitised, and yeah, they get refrozen and reused, but um, obviously not all of them come back, so I do have to um, replenish stocks every once in a while. Okay, so you're hoping that other people with other orders from different companies will also be receiving these ice packs, perhaps wondering what to do with them, and and you're hoping to make use of them. Yeah, a lot of companies haven't been able to um, t- to reprocess these things, especially during the coronavirus pandemic. Some companies have just decided not to take back packaging, but also sometimes you just get a one-off delivery. You might not, the driver might not, it might be sent by DPD or the driver might not want to re- to return them or you might not be able to. So yeah, in that case, you just have to cut them open, tip the contents down the sink and put the plastic into the into landfill. So how do we get in touch with you if we've got some of these things? Well, you can email me at juliet at boxlocalfood.co.uk or my contact details are on our website as well. Okay, brilliant. Excellent. And, and you'd be happy to take, you know, however many ice packs that, that people have got and, and you can just reuse them. Yeah, I mean, in terms of obviously trying to make it as efficient as possible, we would try and fit in collecting them around our deliveries. We deliver all around St Albans. So hopefully, rather than making specific journeys, we can, um, we can fit them in when we're in the area. Okay, that sounds like a brilliant reuse idea, um, closing that circular economy loop. Now, I can imagine, Julia, that as a food delivery service, you've been absolutely snowed under in the last year. Are you able to take on new customers now? Yes, we are. We've um, kind of upgraded our, our warehouse during the pandemic because we were very, very busy overnight uh, when the first lockdown came on. And and I think the general feeling of, of getting food delivered has become a bit more normal to a lot of people during the last year. So, yes, but yes, we are now able to take on new customers. So that's exciting. Brilliant. We're glad to hear things are going so well. Juliet, thanks very much indeed for telling us about that. Thank you.
I was speaking there to Juliet Foxwell of Box Local. A reminder from the Sustainability Festival Committee that you have until the 5th of April to register your group's event for this year's Sustainability Festival that runs between the 23rd of May and the 6th of June. Whether your event is public or private, if you want it to be part of the festival and appear in the festival's online programme, you'll need to register your event on the SustFest website. Your event can be anything to make our district just that bit more sustainable. There's loads of ideas on the Suspect Suspect website, so do take a look if you want a bit of inspiration. And if your group is involved in sustainability or it's a business that's got eco-credentials, then you might like a stall at one of the sustainable markets that will be taking place in St Albans Town Centre at the start and end of the festival. Again, you can book your stall at sustfest.org. And there's good news from the Wilderhood Watch. You may recall Nadia Bishara from the Wilderhood Watch joining me last year to talk about the Winter Hedgehog Sign Challenge. They were asking us to display their robust, weatherproof, slow down for hedgehogs signs in our front gardens. Now, these were available free of charge to anyone who lives in St Albans, regardless of whether or not they live in a Wilderhood Watch Street. And they were supplying the signs with pre-drilled holes and cable ties, making them easy to attach onto poles, posts, fence or gates. Well, this initiative has proved so successful that they have decided to carry it forward into spring. So if you'd like a hedgehog sign for your front garden, but haven't got round to Asking for one yet? Well, head over to wildhoodwatch.org for all the details. All they ask for is a photo of your sign to add to their photo gallery. Now, researchers at Nottingham Trent University released data showing that up to 335,000 hedgehogs are dying on our roads each year. They were alarmed that the death rate seemed to have tripled from an estimated 100,000 just back in 2016. And the researchers concluded that changing driver behaviour was integral to keeping hedgehogs safe on the roads. So if you'd like to help with that, head over to wilderhoodwatch.org for your free sign. Now, it's not hedgehogs, but red kites that will be the subject of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust online event on the 30th of March. They say settle down with your sketch pad and pencils and accompany them on an online tutorial on how to begin to observe and sketch birds in flight. Local artist Martin Gibbons will show you how to begin field sketching birds by going through the basics of shape, form, depth and adding details. They say that by following Martin's instructions, you will have sketched a red kite by the end of the session. Now, the event is aimed at adults, but suitable for children drawing alongside adults. Martin is a volunteer with the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust, and he says that he loves capturing light, landscape and wildlife in natural spaces. He's a keen birder himself, and he's got an eye for capturing fleeting moments quickly in the field. And in this workshop, you're going to learn techniques for drawing birds both in the field and from other sources. Well, it sounds fabulously mindful, doesn't it? And a great way to appreciate the wonders of nature. The event is, as I said, on the 30th of April. It's from 2 o'clock until 3.30 in the afternoon. And previous Learn to Draw events, well, they've been really well received. So do book your place on the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust website soon. Now, do stay tuned to Radio Verulam um, for the first of the Your Forest 
programmes. Um, it'll be at the end of Local Life and episode one is going to be about forests for health. Now, research shows that spending just two hours a week in nature significantly improves our mental, social and physical well-being. Um, in this, the first episode, this morning, GP Dr Zoe Williams and biochemist Diana Beresford-Kruger are among those explaining why being in forests, like places like Hartwood, green spaces or parks can help lower blood pressure, reduce stress and generally make us feel better. You can find out how community forests are using a natural health service to improve quality of life in our towns and cities and how you can learn to enjoy the ancient practice of forest bathing. Also this week, you can hear from Black Girls Hike founder, Rihanna Fatinikun, and she reveals how finding a way to explore nature helped her to recover from the most traumatic experience of her life. So that's after Local Life or on the podcast page of RadioVerulam.com. Do stay in touch or get in touch via Twitter at RV underscore environment on the Environment Matters Facebook page. Or you can drop me a line on Amanda at RadioRevelyn.com if you've got a comment about the show or anything that you'd like me to cover here. I'll be back at the same time next week. But until then, thanks for listening.